Good morning. How is everybody? I'm going to make a request. Wake up. <laughs> My stars, y'all can't wake up after what Brother Troy said. We in trouble today now. Wake up. <laughs> How is everybody? <laughs> All right, we're going to go on anyway before I kill it. All right. Back in our end time study. Let me see. Donald, you want to lead us in prayer before we get started? Amen. All right. Who remembers what we talked about last week? I, I can't fool Miss Donna, can I? If y'all didn't hear, she said, you wasn't even here last week. Well, that's true. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Well, what were we talking about the week before? I didn't do Sunday school that week. <laughs> that was Brother Fred Morris. <laughs> What were we talking about three weeks ago? Now, I, I did attend now. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So we had talked about, I think our last verse we talked about maybe was Revelation chapter 16. I meant to say that before we got started. Revelation chapter 16. And verse 12, I think, was our, our last verse. Okay. Then I'm going to go back <laughs> and start with 13 this morning. If that, if that all right this morning? Okay, all right, just checking. <laughs> I got a pretty good note taker back there, Brother Curtis, and I always have to ask her where I end up. Most of the time I'm wrong. I understand. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> Revelation chapter 16, verse number 13 and 14. Peculiar verse. Peculiar. And we'll get into some things possibly today um, that, you know, there's just stuff we don't know. That's all I can say. Um, there's just things we don't know. We don't know everything. And, and we'll get into some of that. And don't let me go over time, Brother Chris. Flag me down. Verse 13 says, and I saw, who's I? John. Three unclean spirits like frogs. We talked about that a little bit. Come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. All right, now who is the dragon? Satan. Who's the beast? The Antichrist. Who's the false prophet? False prophet. <laughs> <laughs> so John sees three spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of, of these three. And verse 14 says, For they have the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Now, what did... Uh, it may have been Miss Donna say, we've basically been talking about God setting things in motion and doing everything for one purpose now, to bring everybody here to Armageddon. He's bringing them to Armageddon. Things have happened. Uh, positions have been moved. Uh, military positions are now coming toward the Valley of Megiddo, and we're going to talk about the Battle of Armageddon in a separate lesson that's coming up real soon. Because we're not going straight through Revelation, you know. 
So we'll be stopping here shortly and talking about the Battle of Armageddon. So he's bringing them all together until the Battle of Armageddon. And these things, these, these spirits, and I want to talk about them a little bit on the next slide, they go out and, and the Bible says that they work miracles, they go forth into the kings of the earth and the whole world. Why? To gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. I've read a lot of people make a similar statement as the one below. This is Satan's final attempt to prevent Christ's return. Okay? How so? Well, let's ask this question first. Do you think Satan, the dragon, would like to prevent Christ's return? Okay. So I think that this is a true statement. My question to you is, how is he doing that now? How does this prevent Christ's return? How does he even know he's coming? Okay. Yeah. So turn to Matthew chapter 24 real quick. Matthew chapter 24. And also an interesting chapter. So interesting. I'm not going to allow any questions. <laughs> I'm kidding. Matthew chapter 24. Man, rough crowd this morning. Matthew 24, <laughs> verse 29. Now this is Jesus speaking. And he says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days... Shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now, what do you think about that? Is that what's going on? That's what we've been talking about during this tribulation time, especially this last three and a half years. The sun goes dark. The moon goes dark. The stars fall. The powers of the heavens are shaken. Lightnings, thunderings. We've heard all that. So we're, this is that time that Jesus is speaking of. And then he makes a statement that if you understand it fully, I'm going to sit down and you get up here because I don't. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I know one thing. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man shall appear in heaven. That's all I know. <coughs> My next question before I read the rest of the verse is, well, who's going to see it? Who's going to see this sign? Let's read. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Everybody. 
something that cute walks up front, you got to stop and let everybody look at it. And then everybody's going to see this. Now, I can't explain it. I don't know all the details. I'm sure there are people out there that do. Brother Curtis might even tell us when he gets up to preach later. But evidently, at some point, there's going to be a sign and they're going to see Jesus Christ coming back. Now, that's just what the Bible says. And so my thought is, I wonder if that has happened. And that is why all of these are gathered together and they are trying to prevent Jesus Christ coming back. Now, to me, that's crazy. How's he going to prevent Jesus from coming back? You know, they... uh, I don't know. You, you hear all kind of stuff. You don't, you don't really know what's true or what's not true. But, you know, they, I've heard people talk about there's a prophecy about Jesus. He's going to come through the eastern gate of Jerusalem. And, and so uh, the Muslims, when they took that over, what they thought was the eastern gate, which may not be the eastern gate, they walled that thing up and put a cemetery there. What good is that going to do? What happened the last time we were told about Jesus encountering a wall? <laughs> he just probably walked right on through it. <laughs> That's not going to do any good. And so as Satan tries to gather all these armies, I do believe, I can't explain it all, I do believe, trying to prevent Christ's return, I don't know what he's thinking. No, but he's trying, I believe. There's a sign they can see him coming. They're trying to prevent it. And that is the situation that we are in right now. They see him coming. You know, the second time, he's not coming like a thief in the night. Well, I might ought to be careful with that language. He's not, when he comes in the rapture, like the blink of an eye we're caught away you don't see him coming but the second time you're going to see him now i hope we're all with him and you're not looking up and seeing him (laughs) that means you're here (laughs) yeah 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 exactly look at verse 27 of matthew chapter 24 this is before what i read because some people talk about this is talking about the rapture. It is not talking about the rapture. If you try to put your rapture theology in this portion of Matthew chapter 24, you, you will be, like I say, a flea and a yo-yo. Because if that's the case, well, we've got to wait till the sun and the moon turns dark. We've got to wait till the tribulation of those days is, is wrapping up. We've got to wait for all this stuff to happen before Jesus comes back. That don't sound like it can happen in any moment. It's not the rapture. Look at verse 27. How do we know? Verse 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You're going to know it. They're going to see it when he comes back the second time. All right. Not a whole lot of interest there, so we'll keep going. What are they doing? They're trying to prevent Christ's return. But speaking of these spirits, 
Is it literal? And I, we may have talked about this last time. I really don't remember. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll talk about it one more time. Is it literal? Now, when we started our end time study, the very first thing we talked about was how do we interpret the Bible? That's the very first thing we talked about because I knew this stuff was coming and you knew. And what did we all decide? You take it literally unless there's context to take it figuratively. That's how you do it. So here's my question. A lot of people say it's not. What makes you think it's not? Let me read it again. And I saw three unclean spirits like frost come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to battle of that great day of God Almighty. Is there anything in that, those two verses that makes you think this is not literal? John saw them. And then he tells us what he saw. And then he goes on and says, these are, these are devils. He doesn't use any symbolic terminology. Brother Curtis is exactly right. I believe they're three literal spirits. Now, I don't know what kind of frog he thinks they look like, but I believe they're three literal spirits. I don't know. And we talked about that a little bit last time. I don't know about the frogs. I don't know. I have no idea. There ain't no sense in even talking about it because I don't know. But here's my question. How could a spirit do any of this? <laughs> the, Holy, the Holy Spirit, yeah. The, we know we think of the Holy That's God. So evil spirits, how in the world are they going to do something like this? Ah. You know, there's this dimension that we don't even know anything about. We've talked about. There ain't no telling what's going on this morning. That's the point I was making a minute ago, though. Evidently, there's one coming. Their enemy. So they're gathered to battle. Now, how does the Spirit do this? There, there's no telling what's going on this morning. Which, you know, I was joking a while ago, but it, it may lead to, when we come in here and it's better than 4 o'clock in the morning, people are going through stuff. <laughs> Sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes it ain't on all the time. Sometimes that's our fault. Sometimes it may not be our fault. But how can a spirit assemble anybody or do anything like this? Now, we've talked about this before. Daniel chapter 10. Let, let's read some of that real quick. Daniel chapter 10. And I've referenced this probably five times. Daniel chapter 10. And I've got this whole passage in there for those with the slides, but I'm not going to read it all. Daniel chapter 10. Daniel has prayed to God for something, and he hadn't gotten an answer. And sometimes that's the case. We will get an answer. It may not be the one we want or we think we want. It may not be in the time that we want. 
But Daniel has prayed to God, and he hadn't gotten an answer. And then this man stands before him, who we know is an angel by the description. And he goes on and says that. And in verse 12, this is Daniel talking. He said, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Now we've talked about this. Who is this? Who is this prince of the kingdom of Persia that can withstand an angel? It's got to be another angel. A fallen angel. A.K.A. a demon. Why is he called the prince of the kingdom of Persia? Let's read a little bit more before we answer that. He says, he withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. And he goes on to say in verse 20, Then said he, Knowest thou... Wherefore I am come unto thee, I now will I excuse me, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. Now this ought to make sense to us. One thing I've already went over it five times. Second thing, we talked about this when we talked about the times of the Gentiles. We talked about Babylon would give place to who? Medo-Persia would give place to Greece, would give place to what we believe, Rome. And so Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome. This guy says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia has withstood me. Guess who's coming next? He says, the, the prince of the kingdom of Greece. Lines up, exactly. So evidently, there are Spirits, demons, somehow in the works behind the scenes of these world powers. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you go out and talk about this kind of stuff in the workplace, they're going to look at you sideways. Trust me. But it's just what the Bible says. I didn't say I understood it all. It's just what the Bible says. And so I find it no problem in Revelation chapter 16 for these demonic spirits to go out and coerce men. Especially if they're working miracles. Why? Yeah, but I mean... You want to fool something? You want to get somebody to believe you? Work a miracle. What did the Jews want Jesus to do all the time? Show us a sign. And what would that have done? Well, what do they think that would have done in their mind? Given him credibility that he was who he, he was saying, he, he was claiming he was. Show us a sign and we'll believe you. That's what they wanted. Lazarus was brought back from the 
And instead of saying, you know what, he brought him back life, let's go believe him. They're like, you know what we ought to do? We ought to kill that guy again. Both of them. Yeah. They say, let's yeah. not just kill Jesus, let's kill Lazarus too. So people don't see him alive. That was the event. That was the event that did it. Yeah. That was it. Jesus had done many things. When he raised Lazarus, that was it. They couldn't put up with it anymore. Uh-uh. You'd think they'd be happy. Well, they, died, they kept wanting a sign. They had one now. <laughs> but signs and miracles will never lead to salvation. It might lead to manipulation. Exactly. Now, let me, you may wonder, how in the world can I tie this into creation and evolution? But I'm about to. And I've heard... Different people I've heard, I listen to talk about this. These atheists, they want to know this. Want to show us this. Prove this. Do this. And they can't prove their own stuff. But show us this. Prove this. If we found a living T-Rex, you know what they'd do? They would say, there he is. I believe you. I believe everything you're saying. I'll get saved right now. Is that what they'd say? Absolutely not. They'd find something else. Or a way to disprove it. Or something like that. Same thing. So these, these spirits are going out working miracles. Giving credibility to what they're saying. Bringing the, the armies of the earth to Armageddon. We'll look at this verse and we're, we're done. First Timothy. Paul tells us. Now the spirit, that's a capital S. So who is that? The Holy Spirit, who I said was who a while ago? God. A lot of times we don't like to ascribe him that, but he is. He's as much God as Jesus is, and he's as much God as God the Father is. The Spirit speaketh expressly. What does that mean? Anybody know? Clearly. Clearly. Without a doubt. What he's about to say, he said, the Holy Spirit told me this, and there ain't no mixing up the interpretation of it. What he just told me and what I'm about to tell you, he told me this clearly. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits. Yeah, yeah. And... Doctrines of devils. There's a whole bunch of different denominations that don't believe demons exist. They do. And they're all working behind the scenes. And so the, the scene we're at now is that these spirits are going out and convincing all the armies of the earth to come to the battle of Armageddon. And for those kings in the east, you remember the Euphrates is dry. They can just come right on over. And gather in the valley of Megiddo. All right. (laughs) That's it for today. Mr. David, you want to dismiss us in prayer?